here we go. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in. It is time for another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am your host, Andrew for America, and people, Andrew for America is about to be the new name for my show. I think I'm going to change the name to the Andrew for America show. Why, you may ask, did I make this decision? Well, unfortunately, my politics and punk rock podcast fans and listeners, I have come across some very unfortunate information. I just learned, and I can't believe I didn't. I, I can't believe I didn't do this and look this stuff up, and figure out the legalities of the do's and don'ts with regard to making a podcast. Uh, turns out, <laughs> turns out it's illegal to play songs in their entirety without. Permission from the artist or from the copyright holder. Uh, If you want to play a full-length song that is copywritten, you need to purchase the licensing in order to do so. And I have tried to figure out what the cost of that is and how one would even look for uh, getting permission to play full-length punk rock songs. Uh, so I'm kind of looking into that, but so far the research that I've done, it looks like it's probably safe, safest, it's probably best to not play full-length punk rock songs or any creative work on a podcast. There's this thing called fair use laws that I recently had to learn about. And now that I fully understand what fair use of copywritten material is, uh, I realize that the clips that I've been playing on my show are okay because they are short. They are not uh, compromising the integrity of the original producer. Uh, It is not uh, interfering with their ability to monetize their own original works and the basic rule is the longer the clip that you play is the closer to problems you are getting because the shorter the clip the more fairer quote unquote the use so there's a little uh, legality crash course for you Uh, so guess what Andrew for America gets to do now. I get to go back and change every single one of my podcasts. All 63 of them. And I have to take out the songs that I've been playing for you people. I have to change the segues and the cool little written uh, lead-in parts that I had Uh, you know, so creatively and artistically prepared so as to entertain you and keep your attention. I got to go back and take all that fun stuff out. 
so that I don't get sued. <laughs> Fuck, right? <laughs> so I did the right thing. I got onto Anchor and I de-published, unpublished all of my previous podcasts. So I kind of feel like I'm starting over. I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to start all the way over. Uh, but I can't involve the punk rock aspect of my show anymore. Uh, I mean, I can play my own stuff. I can play stuff that I own and I have the rights to. I can play you all of my original material. So um, that's not an issue. But, you know, that kind of takes... It's not like I'm going to play you guys my own stuff every episode. That sounds ridiculous. You guys would get sick of it. And if you didn't like my music, you'd be like, God damn it, man. Stop playing your shitty music. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to change the concept of my show. Oh, it sucks, but this is part of being an entrepreneur, people. This is part of the trial and error one must go through in order to find success in whatever field you are in and with regard to any goal that you are pursuing. Does it suck? Yeah. But am I going to quit and give up like a little bitch? Hell to the fuck no, people. I'm going to keep this train chugging down the track. So I'm going to take the music aspect completely out of my show. Uh, henceforth, this show will be known as the Andrew for America show. Uh, I got to change the domain on my website. Uh, that sucks. Because I built a whole fucking website on through Squarespace. And it was very time consuming. And I put a lot of work and effort into it. I had actually just recently printed a bunch of promo stickers for Politics and Punk Rock podcasts that I was going to distribute. Uh, so that was a waste of money. I've spent uh, quite a bit of money boosting my Facebook posts in order to get more fans and listeners. That money isn't completely lost, but you know, all the little teaser uh, audiograms that I've been posting and, uh, you know, creating excitement for the upcoming show. I'm going to keep doing all that stuff. Um, but this is this is the real world, people. Sometimes you make dumb decisions. You get ahead of yourself. I was just really being creative. I thought I was making a good show. I thought that it was going to be very popular. I felt very comfortable and confident. I put a lot of work in. And, you know, this is what happens sometimes. So for all of you lefties out there that just hate those big bad capitalists, oh God, capitalism so fucking terrible, wah, wah, wah. You know what, go out maybe and try to start your own business. Just literally, just sit down and say, you know what, I fucking hate capitalism and I'm a brainwashed little stupid social justice warrior, but you know what, I don't want to work for other people my entire life. I wonder what it takes to be a capitalist, right? So, you know, go look into it. You know, go start a lemonade stand on the corner of your block. You know, go, I don't know, order some t-shirts uh, real cheap from a screen printing company and sell them for 25 bucks a shot. You know? I mean, 
you know, the only reason why I'm telling you guys this stuff today and why I'm going over this is because I, you know, I hope my experience can help you guys that actually are hardworking, uh, creative, entrepreneurial mind and spirit, uh, self-sufficient, uh, capable of rolling with the punches and doing what you got to do to achieve your goals. You're not making excuses for yourself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, you know, hey, I'm an open book, people. I'm going to talk to you guys about politics. I'm going to, Well, I was going to talk to you guys about punk rock. Maybe I'll talk about it still here and there. Maybe I'll play a song of my own here and there. Who knows? If it themes up nicely and it fits right, then, you know, who knows? We'll see. But I'm going to keep this show now uh, in the realm of politics, current events, uh, living in the 21st century modern-day world, you know, society, culture, conspiracy, fiction, etc. <laughs> and which is pretty much what I've been doing anyway. I actually got some pretty constructive criticism from a young lady. She commented on one of my Politics and Punk Rock Podcast Facebook page posts. And she said as follows. Quote, You should really take the words punk rock out of your name. Unquote. <laughs> In the moment, I was like, fuck you, bitch, delete. <laughs> and I deleted the uh, comment because, you know, I don't want my my comment section to turn into fucking cesspool of moron, idiot, idiocracy bullshit. So, you know, I don't play that shit, people. You want to you wanna troll on my page? I'm just going to delete your shit. You know, I don't care. I don't got the time. I'm too old for it, okay? If you disagree with me, that's fine. You can stew, you know, in your own little part of the world, wherever you're from, and, you know, you know, maybe my show's just not for you, okay? And maybe you're right, you know? You know, after I thought about it, I was like, yeah, you know, I've been playing punk rock songs and talking about the lyrics and reading the lyrics to you guys, especially when they theme up with my topic, and I love that concept. And maybe I will continue to read, uh, read the lyrics, because I don't think there's any copyright infringement there if I, if I give credit to the author pretty sure I looked that up with the uh, fair use law etc so maybe I'll still read some lyrics maybe I'll you know I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna switch up my show a little bit though and I hope you guys still will enjoy it and if you don't really care about the punk rock part of my show and you were a fan of my show just because predominantly the commentary and the and the educational clips the informative news reporting that I have been doing from a liberty-minded perspective, a rational, pragmatic, reasonable perspective, free of media manipulation and two-party dichotomy, horseshit, that's what I'm all about. And that's the kind of fair and balanced commentary you will get when you listen to the Andrew for America show. So I'll probably still call my website the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Uh, you know, have it, .com, Politics and Punk Rock Podcast .com. Go there now, visit the site, check it out, buy a T-shirt, read some lyrics. Uh, because I don't know what it's going to take to change my domain. If I change my domain, I got to purchase it, and then I have to probably build a whole new website, marketing and branding around it which I was just getting ready to get off the ground with Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. So it fucking sucks. 
I'm not going to lie. It's a bitch. It's, it's, you know, almost a year's worth of work. Not completely lost, but, you know, it's like I have to go edit and fix so, 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 so much uh, before I repost episodes 1 through 63. So, I think this is 64? Anyway, I'll have to check. Uh, so, anyway, that's what's going on in my neck of the woods at the moment. And today, I have a show for you that I think you will rather enjoy. One of the most amazing things that could have ever possibly happened recently happened. Have you seen Dr. Sanjay Gupta of CNN recently as a guest on the Joe Rogan experience. If you have not, I highly recommend you go watch it immediately. Right around the 1 minute 30 second mark of this 3 hour long interview, Joe Rogan effectively destroys CNN. And I don't know if Sanjay Gupta realized that it happened when it happened. But I realized it, and the millions and millions of Joe Rogan's fans and listeners, they knew it, and now people, the entire world probably knows. Take a listen to Joe Rogan. Very craftily trap, <laughs> basically, Sanjay Gupta into trying to discover the truth about the network that he works for through, you know, at the beginning of this interview, you guys got to watch. It's like they have this really awkward greeting to where... You know, I really want to know how you think. That's why I came on your show. So now tell me why you had me on your show. And Rogan is like, oh, I wanted to, you know, hear how your, what your thoughts were too, blah, blah, blah. And I, I think little did Sanjay Gupta know that Joe Rogan had every intention of talking about the vaccines, talking about the statistics and the stuff that he talked about with Rhonda Patrick as far as, uh, you know, the pros and cons, risk versus reward Uh you know, cost-benefit analysis of the vaccine versus getting natural immunity to COVID-19, right? I think that's what Sanjay Gupta thought was going to happen. But boy, did they turn from COVID to CNN. And it's almost an admission of guilt that this news network lies to you, my fellow Americans. I already told you about the Nick Sandman case. I already told you that CNN has already settled out of court in the past for defamation cases, you know, libel, slander, etc. And it's happened more than once in the past. And I don't know about you people, and I don't know if Sanjay Gupta knows where Joe Rogan is going with this, but if I had to guess... 
Joe Rogan may be thinking about suing CNN for defamation. And boy, there is no better example of poetic justice in this universe. If that happens, take a listen to this. The natural antibodies now, why would I take a chance in getting vaccinated on top of that? By the way, I'm glad you're, you're, you're better. I'm Thank glad you. it only lasted a day. You're probably really the am. only one at CNN that's glad. No, 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 no. We're not. The rest of them are all lying about me taking Hork's medication. <laughs> we should talk about that. That bothered you. It should bother you, too. They're well, lying I, at your network about people taking human drugs versus drugs for it, veterinary. Calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network, it, it, and it's a lie that's a willing... That's that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah, they're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see that thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow, stop taking this stuff, or something like Why that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel Prize. Winning the Nobel Prize in 2015. 15, yeah. Yeah, no, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie? and say that's horse dewormer. I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it with it right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I, do see, you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like, I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that to, that's a problem that your news network was not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what did and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch horse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, i get that way more so way more can, billions can, of people have taken it can i just come back to the one i want to talk about I, two, no no two, no, no, two no, things no. on you the ledger to, you have before we get to that does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied, well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask. You I, didn't think that was did, your, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before. But they did it with podcast. such glee. No, yes, Joe. They did. I watched. They, you I watched. watched. I watched. You watched. No, I don't think there's. Yes, glee. they did. I don't. I. No one takes. <laughs> Joe Rogan says she has COVID. Taking, taking livestock drug, despite warnings. Yeah, Jamie had to pull this up. You want to huh? play it? Does she? Does she? This have is your news network. I'm gonna watch. Let's see. I'm gonna watch. Rogan telling his 13 million Instagram followers that he was treated with several drugs, and he included ivermectin on the list, a drug used for livestock. That the FDA and the CDC warn against using to treat COVID. 
turns out I got COVID. Look at they put a so yellow filter on me too. The kitchen sink at it. All kinds <laughs> they did. of meds. Monoclonal you see the, the original video versus uh, that. I look like shit there. Z-pack. Do you know that? I think you look good. Pause. Uh, Pause. It's enough. Prednisone. I don't That's think enough, Jimmy. I don't but, think Aaron had glee. Oh uh, well, it's more Brian Stelter was the gleeful one. But the the point is, that's a lie. It can be used for humans. I, I get it. I, I totally... Not just could be used for humans. Is often used for humans along with all the other drugs I took. All human drugs. Yes. They know it's a human drug. It's, it's, it comes. It can, it can, it's right. But and the, they lied. The thing It's I, defamatory. It, it, it's it is, what? It is, uh, yeah, they shouldn't have done that. It's I get, defamatory, right? Well, I don't know if it's defamatory. I bet it is. Yeah, well, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. Well, it's but, a lie. I, well, see, here's the thing. It, it, can we? You can have. He said, "I bet it is." This, right? No, you can't. Yeah, you, can. you can't have nuanced discussions about lying about someone taking horseshoe. There was no glee, by the way, from from her. She well, was not I didn't watch. Mean, Joe Rogan? Takes, you mean you got uh, lawyers on the case? Illness. Oh I, yes, they. Do. They don't want you, you to get sick, it. Joe. Yes, they do. They, they want were upset you to get sick. that I got healthy. I. I the, the, that's one thing they, they didn't report on the fact that I was negative five days later. And working out six days later. Well, six days after infection, I was back in the gym. I'm glad. Felt great. I'm glad you, you do. I really Me am. Too. I, I think Thank you. Most of the people I'm glad I, you're glad. You're a nice guy. Most of the people I know, I think, would be glad that you. I don't think that there was any. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that weren't glad. But my point is, you're working for a news organization. If they're lying about a comedian taking horse medication, what are they telling us about Russia? Bam. What are they telling uh, us about Syria? Do you, do you understand that that's why people get concerned about the veracity of the news the 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 concern was uh, look just the nuance part of this and you're not taking a horse dormer i get it you got that as a legitimate Biden medication from a pharmacy some, somebody gave me, that's kind of a joke my friend megan brought me the, the 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 thing about it is that what people were doing as you may know when they when they had the original trial they showed that the plasma concentrations that you needed to be antiviral anti-parasitic it's it's a very useful tool same thing with a lot of medications, by the way, that they can be very effective for one thing, but not as effective for something else or not as effective at the same dose. What they were finding in some of these trials was that to get the plasma, you know, the blood concentrations mm-hmm. high enough, you had to take very high doses that were more in that line has with nothing to do with me. taking. They shouldn't have called it a horse dormer. It's just a lie. I, 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 I am agreeing that they shouldn't have oh called boy. it. That. Do you, are you aware of what's going on in India? What is the uh, the country in India? It's called it's See, Kerala. Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. Yeah. Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. That they uh, handed out ivermectin mm. with this kit mm. for people when they either got COVID or as a prophylactic. They're, they have 230 million people in this country, mm-hmm. and they've essentially knocked COVID down to almost nothing. This is something that Dr. Pierre Corey from the Frontline what? Critical COVID yep. Care Project. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? Well, there was two things. I, I looked at that study uh, pretty carefully. I have relatives who, who are over there, and I've been talking to docs in, in India quite a bit just for reporting purposes. I think there was two things. One is that there was one part of the trial that was giving it to people that had COVID, Right. So they were using it in people that had COVID. I think it's very hard to then say, you know, know for sure. Was it knocking it down? Because this was this was after the fact. There was another group that was getting it prophylactically, like you mentioned. And I even remember, like, really looking carefully at the dates. It was a spring of spring of this year. Right. That we're talking about. And what you saw was that there was a there was a significant decline in cases that was already happening when they started doing this. Oh, you know, so gosh. what was this correlation? Right. Was it causation? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure that you could say for sure 
whether this was actually so possibly ivermectin if you gave it to all americans we would need to be vaccinated knocked it down to an insanely small amount you know what happens joe i think is that that virus really burned through that population you know it my uncle died during that that spring surge of of covid so when you get a significant significant spread going back to the natural immunity thing you do get a fair amount of natural immunity has that happened anywhere else yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think even if you knocked it down almost nothing. Well, that, that's a huge number. But I think even if you looked at what happened in the UK and you saw that significant spike, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a few months ago, and then it came down really rapidly. What would account for that? I think what what accounts for that more than anything is that a lot of people were exposed. They got natural immunity from it. And that started to bring the numbers down. The virus or, doesn't have anywhere to go. Or this widespread distribution of ivermectin was effective mm. because they Boy, did distribute true, to people. hundreds of millions of people. They find in these studies, and I looked at Pierre's studies as well. I looked at the meta-analysis. You and what know. did you think? Well, the, the, when most of the studies that they use in that meta-analysis, or a few of them at least, were, were in, the, in the lab, right? So they're trying to basically figure out what dose of ivermectin could be antiviral. We know okay. it can be very effective antiparasitic. So now I'm just going to stop it. <clears throat> So now he's going to say that, oh, well, yeah, but it's the dosage is the problem. It's always, see, people, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you hearing what I'm hearing here? Joe Rogan should be considered the hero of COVID-19. The truth seeker that found a little kernel of absolute reality. (laughs) And, I mean, I don't know if you guys caught it in there, but when he was like, no, when Sanjay Gupta was like, you watched? Oh, you know, Rogan was like, no, I watched. I saw the news report. And he was almost surprised that Joe Rogan would watch CNN. (laughs) And I find that funny because you know how many more people listen to and watch Joe Rogan's podcast than listen to and watch the cable news network? (laughs) Do some homework, my fans and listeners. Go do some homework and and look at those numbers. You're going to laugh hysterically. I mean, this is just unbelievable. So not only does Joe Rogan have a valid argument for why you really don't need to be worried about your young boys needing a vaccine. So mandating it and enforcing it is ridiculous. I think Rogan made a pretty good case uh, up, you know, put a pretty good case up against that argument. And then he made an argument for ivermectin over getting vaccinated because if you catch COVID and you can treat it with therapeutics or whatever, he said he was over it in five days, his kids were over it in a day or two, he was in the gym six days later, as if nothing had happened. You got to be aware of what is happening here, people. No shit, the government and the big pharmaceutical companies are in bed together. And this is kind of, you know, half-hearted proof of that, I guess you could say. I don't know. But you guys have heard me talk about common themes, common threads, looking for commonalities, over time putting things into context. And if you live your life like I do and that's the way you run your, your your operation, then you probably feel the same way I do right now, people. Joe Rogan just blew the lid off 
of the COVID-19 mainstream media news network Fauci, Gupta, etc. authorities, officials, narratives and arguments. He blew the lid off of it. With very simple, direct questions. The same way he did to Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who obviously had an ideological view to go along with her scientific view of COVID-19 and the vaccines and the use of drugs to treat the symptoms, etc. Right? People, if you cannot see that this was a highly coordinated effort between global transnational corporations, governments, the United Nations, the Bilderbergers, the Big Club, etc., then you're just not paying attention. I'm sorry. You're walking through life with blinders on, having tunnel vision. You refuse to look in the mirror. You refuse to acknowledge and accept the reality that is screaming in your face, staring you dead in your eyes. Are you going to be a fucking coward and run away from the truth? Or are you going to be courageous and face it Willingly. Fearlessly thrusting yourself into the fire. Willing and able, and well, maybe not able, but obvious. Willing to get burned. Are you going to take the road you know? Or are you going to take the road unknown? Are you going to just follow the leader Follow the herd. Listen to the authorities. Are you going to do your own research? Are you going to stop putting people up on a pedestal and admiring them like idol gods? Believing that they can make better decisions for your life better than you can make for yourself. Where the fuck is your dignity? Where's your backbone? Where's your spine? Where are your balls? And I'm talking about men and women. This is figurative speech. Are you going to run from consequences and responsibility your entire life? Are you going to give absolutely nothing back to the world? Are you only going to give to yourself? Feed your ego? Feed the evil wolf inside of you? Intellectual honesty, people. It starts with intellectual curiosity. And once you drop your ego and you allow, allow yourself to be humbled by new, true information, as soon as you encounter it, as soon as you learn how to recognize and acknowledge cognitive dissonance when it's happening, and have the strength and the courage to persevere through those feelings, through the mental anguish, the discomfort of thought, 
in the words of John F. Kennedy. All too often, we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. People, the good die young and devils get to live forever. And you can be sure that there's some devils behind the curtain pulling the strings of the COVID-19 pandemic. The government reaction to that problem and the antithesis that has followed. You were warned. People like me tried to tell you what was happening at the beginning of all this bullshit. You labeled us conspiracy theorists. You dismissed us. You ridiculed us. You mocked us. What do you have to say for yourselves now? How many more stories like this Gupta, Sanjay Gupta on Joe Rogan interview do you have to hear? How many more stories and examples do people like me and others and me, you know, how many times do I have to cover the same things? How many examples do I have to give? How, what more do I need to provide? Yada, 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 etc., etc., etc. I know, I get redundant and I'm going to move on. Uh, Arthur Schopenhauer once said, all truth passes through three stages. First, truth is ridiculed. When a new idea or concept is brought up, it is so strange that it sounds completely absurd. The second stage of truth is opposition. After a new concept hasn't made it past the first stage, people begin to worry that it's possibly true. And the third stage of truth, people, is that that truth becomes self-evident. Once you eliminate the impossible, Whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. So, chew on that, people. I'm going to take a break. And when I get back, we're going to have some more fun right here on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. Um, so I'm going to keep talking about Joe Rogan and uh, Sanjay Gupta's interview. Uh, so later on uh, in this interview, 
uh, Joe Rogan kind of talks about <clears throat> his COVID experience, how he got it. And uh, there's this very interesting exchange that goes on where uh, Joe talks about drinking until 3 o'clock in the morning with his buddies playing pool. And Gupta's like, how do you do it? You know, I'm you're 54, I'm 51. And Joe Rogan just honestly explains who he is as a person and how he thinks. And it's an example, in my humble opinion, of somebody who is courageous. Somebody who wants to take control of their life and is not afraid of going outside of the acceptable norms, the acceptable narratives, the fear-based mind control that this government and these media companies are engaging in. And I love it. It's so punk rock how Joe Rogan just very calmly, honestly describes the situation to Gupta and Gupta's just kind of in shock and awe of the of the man. He's like, wow, like you're you know, you're unafraid, you're you're a party animal, you're you know, and Rogan says, you know, I want to suck everything I can out of this life, people. I love it. It reminds me of me. Take a listen to this one. Mm. So Delta was a particularly bad variant, you know? Yeah, Hopefully. that's what I got. That's what you got. Yeah, because it was, what, a month, two months ago now? Yeah, and the way I got it was just being dumb. I mean... You're in Florida. In you're... Florida, doing concerts in the round. So what that means is, is a, it's a, an arena, and uh, there's 14,000 people, and you're in the center. So here, everyone's screaming. They're laughing. Ah! So that's spraying out. And then when you get off stage, you have to walk through the crowd to get back to the to the green room. Yeah. So you're in a high-fiving people, walking through people, sp- breathing on me. Then uh, we went out drinking and playing pool and didn't get back until we we quit playing pool at 3.30 in the morning. Jesus. Yeah, so I was exhausted. How do you do that? I mean, just, I mean, just aside from pandemic, I mean, I'm 51. How old are you now? 50? 54. How do you do it, man? I exercise and I take vitamins, <laughs> you sir. Exercise it so you could go play pool till three thirty yeah, in the morning. <laughs> I'm trying to suck life dry. <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy myself, and that's how I enjoy it. I'm a big uh, fan of pool. I, I'm an enthusiast. Well, that's my addiction game. I, and the next day, you weren't sure because the it next was... day I was hungover, so I assumed it was the hangover. Right. I was like, God, I feel like shit. Uh, but it was like headachey. You know, hangover type yeah. thing. But then um, I did a show that night. Hmm. Um, uh, no problem. Show was great. I had a great time in Orlando. Shout out to Orlando. And then I uh, got on a plane, and when I was on the plane, I was like, I am weary, like in a weird way. It was an odd weary. And I was like, I'm just going to, you know, keep an open mind about this. But then when I got home, I was in my house. I was like, something's up. And I told my wife, I said, how about I'm going to go to a different part of the house. I go, I really feel like I have it. I go, feel, and she's like, you look great. And I was like, yeah, I know. But you were I'm, getting tested regularly though, mm-hmm. weren't you? Yes. So, so you, did you know you had it at that point? No. Or it didn't test positive no, yet? because we didn't bring uh, the test test kit oh, to, okay, gotcha. uh, to Florida. Got it. But when I got back, I was like, I feel like I caught something there. I'm not sure, but let me just, let me just isolate. Because right. I knew something was off. Yeah. I was hoping I was just going to recover and be fine. Because I was talking normal, I wasn't coughing or anything like that. Mm. But then um, in the middle of the night, I was sweating a lot and uh, I had like chills. And I was like, ah, I think I got it. 
so then we got tested on Sunday, and then um, I started immediately getting treatment. So Sunday was the only the real rough day. And it wasn't even, you know, I've had the flu before. It was like the flu. So how, like, yeah, yeah. How, how bad was it overall? I was walking around, you know, I was doing stuff. Do you it wish you didn't have it, though? Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, so, it wasn't, but I was also kind of relieved to get it over with because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that, um, they, you know, they feel like they just want to catch it and then recover. So they have the antibodies. I was in that category. I don't know. I'm not saying it's wise. I'm not saying it's a smart thing. It's not. But my feeling when I got it was good. I got it. Let's just get through this. I knew I was healthy. Hmm. I knew I take care of myself and I knew I was most likely going to bounce back quickly. That turned out to actually be the case. So I was correct. Most people aren't as healthy as you. They should get healthy. Should they? Should we the should vaccine, encourage though? them. No, we should I, okay. encourage them to get healthy. Topic number five, If we're going right? to do that, we should first of all encourage them to get healthy because getting healthy will prevent a lot of things like heart disease, which kills way more people than any disease. I mean, what, what we're dealing with with COVID is 95% of the people have four comorbidities that die, mm -hmm. right? When you're dealing with heart disease, you're just getting heart disease, right? Some of it is obviously you're you're born with it. You're born with like certain pre, you know, predetermined conditions that you have you have no control over. But there's a lot of people that are making poor life choices. We don't say anything to those folks to tell them that an injection of a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical drug is the answer to their problems. I think is not true. It's not accurate. It is. It is a band-aid on one problem, but the overall metabolic health is poor, and yeah. that's one of the reasons why their body is in decline. When you're dealing with people that have four comorbidities, outside of genetic conditions, outside, we're dealing with so many lifestyle choices in this country. There's people that are just not exercising, are not drinking enough water, are not taking vitamins, are not being healthy, are not making healthy choices. The, these things should be encouraged above and beyond because this is the this is the that's those those are the things that can get your body to a place where it can be better, it'll perform better, you'll think better, you'll feel better, yeah. you'll have better relationships with with people, you'll 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 your life will work better because you're not in this constant state of decay. Yeah, I I, I look, Joe, I 100% agree with you. I wow. So yeah, people, where where's the conversation about health about not becoming morbidly obese, about exercising, about taking care of your stress levels, your cortisol levels, your mental health, your gut biome health. Where are these aspects of the conversation with regard to how this COVID-19 health crisis and other health crises of the past are portrayed in the media? People, if I have not clearly illustrated to you time and time and time again why you should not put any stock, any faith in a lot of the stuff that these mainstream media news networks are pumping out into your brains, the drivel, the absolute ridiculous absence of logic and rational thought. It's insulting. It's insulting to adults who are intelligent enough to know when they're being lied to. And it's it's happened so much for so long now. 
I love that Joe Rogan is talking about this stuff. I love it. And, you know, later later on in this interview, I mean, Rogan's going to go back and they're going to kind of touch on the whole, what CNN did with how they portrayed him taking horse dewormer and all this kind of stuff. And I love what Rogan says about the news media and how he, instead of getting emotional and upset about what CNN did, he very calmly and eloquently just says, look, I don't hate CNN, but I think you guys have a responsibility. And, you know, what Joe Rogan says about the media in this clip I'm about to play for you at the end of this interview that he did with Mr. Dr. Sanjay Gupta reminds me of another gentleman that gave a speech once upon a time where he called on the media to be honest and to not incite and sensationalize, etc., etc. And I'm going to play that for you here in just a second. But listen to Joe Rogan right here. And for all you people, yeah, I know so many people that talk shit about Joe Rogan. I don't understand. I don't understand what, why you hate the guy so much. Because he's a lot smarter than he gives himself credit for. Because he's one of the most successful people that ever walked the planet. Are you just haters? Are you jealous? You know, Rogan calls himself an idiot on his show quite often. And I don't know, people. I think that's just him being humble. Because, you know, there are some of us out there, people that have learned how to check our ego. There are people out there that have that are disciplined, that do hard things every day, that push themselves every day to be better tomorrow than they are, than they were today. We walk amongst you. You should all strive to be more like us. The self-educated, the courageous, the grateful, pragmatic, logical, rational, adjusted, connected, reasoned people that live in this free society. We should all strive to be these things because that's how you keep a free society flourishing thriving operating on you know firing on all cylinders and i don't want to get too far off topic so here we go take a listen to joe rogan right here and if you're not impressed with the man i don't know what you were listening to i told some friends i was having you on they're like what i was like he's a nice guy i talked to him on the phone they say, Joe Rogan, you're crazy. Why would you have I've him I've heard on? that before. No, about having me on. Oh. No? Um, well, they just... <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> think I hate CNN now, which I don't. You know, you don't? No. Well, that's the... That's, I, was, I still watch TNN. Look, I think news organizations have a very specific function in our society. It's a very important function, and it's to tell people what's going on, to inform people. When they lie about things like that, it's so pointless to me. Because it's not like I don't have a platform to tell people that you lied. And it's not that people don't figure out on, uh, very quickly that it's a lie. But it's, it, we already have probably the highest level of distrust 
in mainstream media yeah. than we've ever had ever in our lives. I don't know if that's because of Trump calling everything fake news. I don't know if it's because of people exposing things that some some uh, parts of the news that weren't accurately display, d- displayed or depicted. I don't know what it is, but I think the new, I have a great deal of respect for journalism. I think real journalism is incredibly important. But I think there's an issue today where too much emphasis is put on ratings. Too much emphasis is put on uh, sensationalism, hmm. uh, exaggeration, hyperbole, changing the headlines in order to get people to pay attention. The, this this is dangerous. I think. I think we need real, hardcore investigations, objective journalism, where people just tell stories for what they are. Mm-hmm. This is what they are. Let's examine what the actual news is, and let's distribute it to people for the greater good of mankind. I don't think... Amen. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I for agree. the most part, that's what CNN does. Yeah. I think that for the most part, that's what Fox News does. I think for the, but when we get ideologically conflicted and distort these narratives in order to sell clicks, and in order to get people to tune in, like that to me is not just dangerous, but foolhardy. Because it, in, it, engender, it, it, it changes the way people view the news. They don't view the news like they viewed the news when I was a kid. When I was a kid, if you watched CNN or if you watched any news source, you assumed that what they were telling you was the truth. There has probably never been a higher level of distrust in mainstream news than there is today. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, it, it has changed. There's, there's no question about it. It's become much more opinion-based, especially some shows. You know, the, there's a lot of editorializing, even the way that things will be presented with modifiers. You know, it was just this, or, you know, can you believe X? So you've kind of given a, a, a way to think about this. I think, not that I want to bring this up again, you know, the, the whole ivermectin thing, but I think that they, they the, the reason there were, the FDA put that out there saying, you know, this I think is someone at CNN told them, let's make some money. I don't, I don't know. Let's get that. people to tune in. They let's, like you, Joe. Let's make, f- no, they don't. What? I like lying. You. I like you too. Yeah. I like Jake Tapper. Jake I Tapper's think, a good guy. I think he's, uh, I think he's they're a all very, good guys. He's a very good journalist. Yeah. And, and, you know, so, I mean, there's I, a lot of clowns on your network too, though. You know that, right? These are my friends. I'm sure. These are my friends. You party with those dudes? And they're high. You play no, grab ass? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are, they are, they are um, leaving this horse, the horse dewormer thing, which I know bothers you. I think that this came about because the FDA is saying. There's this no is, excuse. There's, there's no, no excuse. There, there, there's, there's no excuse. You can't. Was not you're kind. not going to talk your way out kind. of this. It's but, nonsense. It's not, not it's not kind. It's just a lie. It's dumb. Well, it's used as that, but that's right. not how you were using it. Do you think people it. believed it? There's a small percentage of people know. that aren't online <laughs> I no idea. that believed it. Everyone else believe. is like, wow, look at CNN lying. But, you know, it, it's, it's just one of these things where, it, it, again, we're allowed to have nuanced conversations about these things. That I, yes. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. That that was insulting. I, I get it. And and um, But, like, when you look at these things in terms of how you think versus what you think, again— <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sanjay Gupta, you play you're playing grab ass at CNN with uh Brian Stelter and uh Don Lemon. <laughs> I wonder does Jake Tapper occasionally get involved? <laughs> Wolf Blitzer? 
you know what? I think I'm going to play taps. Uh, I think I think uh, CNN's probably going to do some damage control after this. And uh, you know what? Like I said before, poetic justice. Here lies CNN. A once, I don't know if they're rev- reputable. Maybe just for the sake of this little argument I'm doing right now, <laughs> the obituary. <laughs> A once reputable news network fell to the temptation of sensationalism and clickbait in order to stay relevant in a very quickly changing technological internet AI information era. First newspapers went away with the advent of the internet and now your cable news and your mainstream media networks hopefully are slowly going away too. And alternative media and, you know, Real journalism, maybe we'll make a return. Who knows? But you know what? Let, let's uh, let's decompress and uh, unpack some of what we've heard on this podcast today. Here's a few more things I want to talk about before I end the show today. First of all, remember when Sanjay Gupta said that the FDA made a snarky tweet about you're not a horse, you're not a whatever? And then later Rogan insinuated that, hey, they were like, hey, let's get together and make some money. You know, we'll run this bullshit story and, you know, we'll sell some ivermectin and blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Who knows what the the collusion and conspiring behind the scenes uh, were about this stuff. But isn't it scary to you people? The FDA made a snarky tweet. Note that says to me, the FDA is complicit in the distribution of bullshit narratives. Just like the World Health Organization, just like the Fauci, Fauci and the NIH, it's a big club. They're all in on it. This was a highly coordinated effort. Just like the effort to get Trump out of office, highly coordinated, multinational corporations and governments were involved. And now with this shit, it happens again. It it happened again. It happened with everything that occurred in the Persian Gulf, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, Afghanistan. They put the war on the TV screen for you because you're so desensitized. You're so numb to the horrors. And it's the mainstream media's fault. And it's by design. On purpose. I hope you guys are getting this stuff through your heads. And you know, <laughs> CNN, I hope you guys learned a lesson. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. CNN is dead. <laughs> And Joe Rogan killed it. <laughs> oh boy, I love it. Sanjay Gupta, you're going to be the fall guy. If you keep your job, I'll be very, very surprised. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Once upon a time, my fellow Americans, there was a man who gave a speech. And he called on the news media to be honest, to be moral, to inform, to 
give the American people the information they need to make good decisions. And he said in this speech that he trusted that if the American people were given the honest, objective journalism that they deserve, they would make the right decisions concerning the country. And I want to play it for you once again here on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Without further ado, my fellow Americans, here is former President John F. Kennedy. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Listen up. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program. For from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence. Clap it up, people. And the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. Welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. (laughs) 
We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors. Responsibility. And we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental. What? Not to simply give the public what it wants. What? But to inform, to arouse, mm -hmm. to reflect, mm -hmm. to state our dangers and our opportunities, mm -hmm. to indicate our crises and our choices, mm -hmm. to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. Amen. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news. Mm-hmm. For it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. Absolutely. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. With your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Rest in peace, John F. Kennedy. Rest in peace, David Crowley. Rest in peace, John Lennon. Rest in peace to any other martyr of this world that paid the ultimate price, made the ultimate sacrifice for doing the right thing for doing what's right, moral, and just. You people should strive and seek to pattern your lives after these people. I hope we're learning. I hope you guys are taking my show into heavy consideration. When you try to process the things that you are witnessing and seeing in your life and around this world. What you're seeing on TV, what you're hearing from the quote-unquote authorities, the church, the school, the government, your neighbor, etc., etc., etc. I hope you guys that are my listeners, guys and gals, of course... I hope you good people that listen to my show, I hope you're getting something valuable from my show. I hope that I am offering you something that you consider valuable. And you know what? I would really love to hear your feedback. You want to give me a good review? Give me a good review. Throw me five stars. Even if you want to give me like a shit review, you want to give me one star and tell me that 
I'm a conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat wearing, nut job, idiot, moron, libertarian, white supremacist, etc., etc., etc. Fine, go ahead. You know, all you're doing if you do that though is revealing your own faults, your own ignorance, your own personal issues that you have not even taken the first step towards addressing. You haven't looked into the mirror. You have not yet begun your quest. Let's move on. People, thank you for listening. I am Andrew for America. Send me an email, andrewforamerica1984 at gmail.com. Check out the website, buy a t-shirt, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Look up Andrew for America on Twitter, Instagram, Gab, uh, Rumble, coming soon to MeWe, and Patreon. Uh, Buy a t-shirt or donate to the show at the website. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Good night, and we'll see you next time.